flare, I scare, wear and tear without a care. Running shit as if I was a mayor. But I ain't no politician, no competition. Sending all opposition to see a mortician. I'm up front, never in the backdrop. Step on stage and get faded just like a flat top. Your rhyme sounds like you bought him and stop and go. Drake came to wax you, so just call me Mop and Glow. Minutes fly too, but just can't rock with. I'm 6'1, 225, a pure chocolate. Howdy everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 61 of Justifying Pursuit. Thank you so much for being here today, alongside, as always, my good friend, my uh, partner in crime, the always affable counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today, my friend? As I told you when we began our off-air pleasantries, busy, but that's good. Uh, yeah. idle hands are the devil's plaything, right so well uh, is, busy but healthy idle hands include basically just like not working in december and deer hunting full-time i don't know what you're talking about i was working every <laughs> single day just because i was uh, able to multitask doesn't mean i wasn't getting stuff done i think you're doing the lord's work when you're deer hunting anyway that's a bad definition 100%. of idle work that's it's not that's uh, my hands are not idle when i'm at the ranch i assure you that not for one second at all ever I yeah, work constantly out there. You know, one of the things I think which makes us good friends is that we both have calluses on our hands from mm. doing outdoor stuff and real stuff, working out and doing like manly shit. Yeah, I don't want to be friends with dudes with like perfectly manicured hands. It's kind of a, it's like, oh yeah, you don't ever get outside when you look, see someone like that. You put you play a lot of video games. Yeah, bro. Um, anybody who can be classified as a metrosexual, which I know is an old word, um, but I think everybody who listens to this probably knows what it means, uh, who shuns, to your point, any sort of physical strain. Um, I won't not be friends with them. But I, mean, I love my youngest brother, right? Guys, I call, <laughs> Certainly not the guys I call when I need help. You know, unless it's picking out, you know, an outfit for an evening out with my wife, but I kind of have that under control too. So I don't know why I'd be calling for help with that either. Yeah. Here's my jeans and here's my nice pair of cowboy boots. I clean up well. Mm. I'm not cleaned up at the moment. I really need to shave, but oh, I shaved my face. Uh, I see that. Yeah. Beard free. And Speaking I was of- rewarded handsomely for that by my wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I tagged, I videoed the shaving process and was like, of me not don't get your mind out of the gutter uh-huh. and put it on instagram your wife saw it she 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 saw it and like liked it uh but i was and clearly my wife is uncomfortable with that stuff but i don't care it's good content yeah. and she's like i don't want to be on social media i was like i don't care is this what you want because she's like you told me to shave and i i have a hitler mustache and a little a tickler and she's like no i said well, what do you not like about it and she's like number one the hitler mustache and number two that thing on your chin and i was like that's the tickler. You like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all gone now. So <clears throat> I don't think you can walk around for even a day with the Hitler mustache in 2022. Michael Jordan got away with it <laughs> for a pretty long time. But well, he's black, he's... so he can do whatever he wants. He can play yeah, the race card. That and he's Michael Jordan. So, yeah, that is true. MJ, the, the goat. All right. Well, some some I've got a pretty extensive run sheet for today i want to start in canada and i wait ran- let me let me run let me let me jump back to last episode to say okay. something that i forgot to say do it uh that's very important 
Um, I've thrown out the term spook on our podcast a few times here lately, and uh -huh. uh, that's in part because <laughs> the Babylon Bee has a headline today that says um, new report says that uh, that uh, conspiracy theory will be confirmed in six weeks. And so the, the point when you open it is like every conspiracy theory is getting proven out about six weeks after it's labeled a conspiracy theory. And so it's just like, you know, it's, it's Babylon B, right? It's satire. Right. Um, point being, as all of the conspiracy theories that I have uh, succumbed to over the last two years keep being proven true, uh, I seem to be referencing these uh, this idea of spooks. All right, intelligence agents from mm -hmm. one of the 17 different intelligence agencies. I think it's 18 now. That sounds like 15 too many. It's way too many. Uh, yeah, way too many. Um, you know, that, that, that would be obviously agents of said intelligence agencies, right? Right. I had, I may have mentioned it on the show a while back. I can't recall. But I was starting to get a little concerned that um, good Dr. Malone was referenced pretty extensively on our last episode who was just on with rogan who's the uh at least uh, a contributor to the invention of uh mrna technology might be well if you read headlines it's he claims he is a contributor yeah just trying to discredit him uh, right and you know it's the point there is he didn't invent the thing in a vacuum there was a team right. of people all working on a whole bunch of stuff, but he filed all the patent applications. Um, yeah, and he was raised all the funding too. Deep in the work, right? So you know, it's certainly not. That's why they're they're not. I saw a political factor or one of those that tried to downplay his role, but it still ultimately had to admit he was definitely one of the people that whose name goes on the list, kind of thing, right? Um, but anyway, I meant to mention in our show last week that be on the lookout for whether or not he's sort of a you know, deep state operative working just from a different direction than what we seem to think the main deep state objective would be. And um, I forgot. And then over the weekend, I listened to my trusty, my only trusted news outlet, which is no agenda. <laughs> and they, the thing is, he says it right up front. You, you recall, right? At the very beginning of the Rogan episode, podcast, he mentions his CIA buddy who called him in January 2020 from Wuhan to tell right. him to mobilize his team to prepare to combat COVID-19 before anybody else had ever heard about it. So because yeah. he, he, he wasn't COVID-19 before most people right. even knew it existed for any of us else, any of the rest of so us. He, knew I it think existed. he got it from messing around with it in the lab, right? That was kind of the sense that I got. Yeah. Yeah. That, he that didn't was come the, out and say it, but it was kind of implied. If you listen to the conversation, that was the, the that was the inference that I read into it for yeah. sure. What a scary thing too, because you don't know anything about this thing. You're playing around with these bio, chemical yeah. that essentially could be warfare at that point and you're just you get it i'm sure that was a very uncomfortable sure. position to be in yeah no doubt um i had heard him on other episodes uh or other podcasts talk about his work with the, he's been working for the department of defense for darpa i think darpa one of those groups there's a one separate the, there's a separate the agency that, 18 yeah there's an agency that specifically handles biological warfare um those types of threats he's been a consultant to them since the 90s so he definitely has deep state ties so the first 20 or 30 minutes of i think sunday sunday's episode of no agenda they 
no, probably last Thursdays. I think it was the day we recorded, which really bothered me because I should have said it and then they had to explain it to the world. And so now I'm just repeating no agenda again, but they break down in pretty incredible well, for detail. everyone that listens to us and, and just gets a watered down version of no agenda instead of listening to them we appreciate that um sure but no i think the uh, long and short of it is they didn't they didn't question his take on the vaccines on the virus on the government response or any of that stuff um the one point they made was they feel like he was used they basically say listen we don't think he's an actual spook Mm -hmm. They think he might be somewhat of an asset of the CIA, whoever department of defense that they kind of use to, uh, you know, to, to whatever agenda they're, they're pressing. Right. So, So, okay. So that leads to the question, what is the agenda? Because I would say that the hmm. CIA is a hundred percent in bed with big pharma and this mass formation that we've seen over the last 18 months. Uh, the mass formation is the key. Um, first of all, if you're at all inclined to any interest whatsoever in deep state conspiracy theory stuff, uh, you might be familiar with the concept of white hats and black hats. Uh, not There is a never-ending war within the deep state community. In fact, it, it's like interagency, right? Like the FBI hates the CIA and vice versa. And, and they both kind of hate the NIH or NIS national... And what's the other one? Not NIH. That's Fauci's outfit, but NSA, National Security Administration, right? They're all, they're always like at war with each other, and then they're even with war within single agencies. So you know, if half the country roughly is like socialist Democrats, and the other half is like you know capitalist conservatives, then you can kind of expect the government to break down on similar lines, right? So there's there are multi. There are, there are differences of opinion, differences of agenda, and, you know, different desired outcomes even within the agency. So to your point, being that he's out promoting the kind of uh, question the vaccines narrative, that seems like it's kind of the antithesis of everything else the government seems to be spouting. Um, that doesn't mean that that isn't approved by his handlers. Again, the main point they made was they don't believe he's a spook. They believe he's an innocent, well-meaning guy who thinks he's doing all the right stuff and is being used. The thing they pointed out they think he's being used for was the mass formation. Specifically, the guy who he referenced, and to his credit, he did reference this, this um, I think he was Danish, right? I, I Danish remember psychologist. Who you're about. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri something or other. Um, the guy who came up with the term mass formation. It doesn't include the term psychosis. Dimitri sounds more Ukrainian to me. Yeah, it was something like that. Whatever. Um, we could look it up real quick. Sorry. The um, the psychologist from wherever he is, who came up with mass formation. Let's just look it up. Doctor Matthias, not not Dimitri. Yeah, Matthias Desmet. Uh, okay, he's from Belgium, University of. Oh, Belgium. I had I heard Adam Curry talking about him. Okay. Right, right. Well, so Adam Curry's been, I mentioned this last week, Adam from No Agenda has been talking about mass psychosis for many months now. Mass formation, I'm sorry. Um, the long and short of it is the term psychosis was dropped from the term mass formation by the guy who invented, he apparently called it that for a bit and then realized that psychosis creates like a whole separate, separate set of inferences that kind of complicates things and makes it sound um, psychotic, I mm -hmm. guess. 
and so it's just called mass formation. So the first sort of trigger that Curry and Dvorak, the guys from No Agenda, sort of point to that this guy had some sort of was being handled and being sort of sent in to create a narrative is by throwing the word psychosis in there, he kind of rendered the point somewhat moot because if you go Google mass formation psychosis, which you'll find today, maybe not on the day that that podcast came out, but by today, there's a whole bunch of fact checkers saying there's no such thing because technically there's not. There's no such thing as mass formation psychosis. The condition is just called mass formation. And Dr. Malone's smart enough to know that would be the... He is. He is. He 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 is. And in fact, Dvorak, the part Adam Curry's partner on No Agenda, said he listened to a podcast a little while back that had Dr. Malone, Dr. Who's the guy I just named? Dr. Matthias, Matthias Desmet, and Dr. Uh, McCullough, the three of them having a three-way powwow. Um, and they even talked about how the the guy had dropped psychosis from the definition. And that so was could before have been, was, he went on Rogan. Well before, like a month okay, or two wow. before. So it very well could have been a mistake. Mm. And it very well could have been something almost deliberate to kind of throw people off. I'm not set, willing to to say one way or the other, but he seems sharp as a tack. So 100%. To me, personally. Right. But, but there's no a, denying had these to be ties that he... 100%. But there's also no denying that he's got ties back to the 90s in this whole deep state world, right? So... Yeah. He said, like I said, he says at the beginning of the podcast that he found out about the whole thing from his CIA buddy who was in Wuhan. So that's kind of weird. The other point that he makes is that he went straight to Hitler and the Nazis and that that seemed from Curry's perspective to be a second way of like undermining the theory because it's like there's some principle that says like every argument in on the Internet devolves to Hitler. I can't remember what people call that. Michael Jordan's mustache there you go point being like once you start throwing around hitler you kind of half the world just glazes over because they don't realize that that was only 80 years ago and it sure as hell could happen again right that people just pretend like it can't so you know rather than how would our youth know for sure like certainly that demographic how would they even know that because they don't even teach history in in school anymore it's fair point sure oh hitler i I heard of that guy one time he wasn't so bad yeah (laughs) like the main upshot here is that uh, everybody has a narrative and an agenda. And while I agree with almost everything Malone is uh, sharing and it's in line with a whole bunch of other science, um, just be mindful of anybody who starts a conversation off by saying, my buddy in the CIA called me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, at the yeah, top of to the my lunch. run sheet, and thank you for bringing that up. I think it's very important. Uh, I want to head to Canada, dude. What's going on there is absolutely mind-blowing. It's from all of their top governmental elected leaders. And Trudeau, you know, um, the most feminine straight guy I've ever seen. I think that's an an affront to females. (laughs) I, 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 I mean, anyway, he's been... My wife is 10 times tougher than that guy. Yeah, and she's very feminine. I call my wife the best straight lesbian ever because <laughs> she can YouTube something and fix anything. I don't like putting things together that take instructions. I don't. I, I just kind of wing it, and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. No, she's 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 changed. She put the steps on the truck. I mean, I helped her. I'm just like I'm the muscle baby. You just you do your thing. Uh, I was in Africa one time. The disposal went out. I come home. She fixed it. She just took it apart. And I mean, anyway. Nice told her she should start a handyman service 
Anyway, uh, Trudeau has really gone to taking things to a new level when it comes to attacking the unvaccinated. I'm going to play this clip first. We'll see that we're in uh, lockdowns or serious public health restrictions right now because uh, risk posed to all of us by unvaccinated people. People get angry. Did you hear that? I could hear it. It was a little low. Okay, well, I'll boost it up. But uh, yeah, he said people are angry because of the risk posed to us because of the unvaccinated. Um, yeah, probably a couple handfuls of like head up their ass psycho leftists might feel that way. Well, yeah, but when you're president, the vast majority of prime the prime minister, or whatever like, the hell he is, well, sounds like it's just you know, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> that guy's so, terrible. Yeah. So he said that, and then I'm going to read this quote. This one. This is what he also said last week on national television. We're going to end this pandemic by proceeding with the vaccination. There is still a part of the population fiercely against it. They don't believe in science or progress are very often misogynistic and racist. They take up some space. They take up some space. This leads us as a leader, as a country to make a choice. Do we tolerate these people? The word tolerance. The party of tolerance. The word tolerance. The left is all about tolerance. Um, Do we tolerate these people? What? Yeah. These are your countrymen, douchebag. They're humans. These are, these are your shot. Canadian brothers and sisters. Staggering, man. And I think we touched on the last week about the French uh, president, Emmanuel Macron, saying mm-hmm. you, you don't get to be French anymore if you won't take the jab. This is uh, dude, that that was that that statement. They take up space. Will we tolerate them? Is getting back to Hitler. Um, it might have been premature six months ago to point out that the way they're demonizing the unvaxxed is the same way that Hitler and the Nazis demonized the Jews by making them scary as unwa- unwashed germ carrying you know, society destroying trolls. Um, maybe, maybe it was premature to point that out when this started. There's no denying the inference and in what that man said. And if he didn't mean to infer that as the leader of a free Western society, he should pick his words more carefully. Because Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't think the guy's an idiot. I think he's a big old pussy. Oh, I think he's a big idiot, dude. That guy's no. not very smart. He's just not smart. Listen to him. Well, he's, okay, he's not a smart he, man. You know, he, oh, he is the president and, of the yeah, country. So his, I, what I'm saying is I don't, think that, I don't think that he chose those words unintentionally is all I'm saying. His dad is a longtime leader of Canadian politics. He's basically just an heir. Yeah. He's not smart. Tolerance. The party yeah. of tolerance and the party of science. There's two things he said in there. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me pull that part up. I want to make sure he said the word science. They don't believe in science. They don't believe in science. Right. Or progress. And they are often misogynistic and racist. There's so much to unpack in this thing. So they don't believe in science. We are the party of science. We're the party of tolerance. Everything you just said there is a freaking lie. I wanted to drop an F-bomb so bad, but I caught myself. Good job. Everything you said there is absolutely the exact opposite of reality. They're not the party of science. We know the vaccines don't work. They're not the party of tolerance. What should we do with these, like you said, these Jews that spread disease? 
that we they should be ostracized from the rest of our clean vaccinated society. Yeah, two I plus mean, two I, equals five, dude, bro. It, when when <laughs> what a non sequitur, right? All of these anti vaxxers, a lot of them are racist and misogynists. What? A lot of them are conservative Christians that would give you the shirt off their back. Yeah. You know what else a lot of them are? Uh, black people and brown people and indigenous people, uh, as I like to talk about in Canada, maybe a little more than here. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's like I said, it's the most damning, probably single statement I've heard yet, at least that didn't come out of those authoritarian psychopaths down in Australia because it's been pretty bad down there. Yep. Uh, they reelected that guy, supposedly. I don't know when Trudeau is up for reelection, but he I, just got reelected. No, it's been over a year. No, it's it was been, last fall. That's Dude, just, yeah, it was like in October. They have a whole different system, right? Because it's a parliamentary. Uh, they, they have the Green Party, which apparently helped him get reelected, and it's not part of his party, but they like form an alliance or something. Right. Yeah. And the way it works is like the whole parliament is up for grabs and he's the leader of parliament. So I don't think he specifically gets elected like our president gets elected. And they have the ability to do what's called, they call a snap election, which meant he knew that another year from now, because of the beating his party's been taking, that he needed to strike while the iron's heart hot before the worm turned on the COVID regime. So he called a snap election a year and a half before the regular election would have been held. Mm. yeah that seems fair yeah it's a great system parliament <laughs> it, it really works well i had that's why the democrats on... would love to adopt parliament procedure here because then they would just be in control of the government instead of having our sex, sex, sex the system of checks and balances well, i did see where new york just passed a law uh granting two hundred thousand illegals the right to vote in elections that kind of seems like on the same level it's uh wait so you're not an american citizen oh well that's okay you can still vote what you wouldn't even think it would be necessary since everybody with a brain has bailed the hell out of there you know what i mean like the democrats are bound to win forever in new york being that anybody who was even you know left of center uh has left the state the city you know what that is they're turning it in they're going to turn it into a police state because the only people that are going to be left there are going to be the ones that are too afraid to do anything about it. All the ones <laughs> that were like, no, screw that. I'm, I'm not complying. Well, they're going to make your life so miserable that, okay, well, I'm still not going to comply. Well, yeah, but your life's going to really suck. Okay, well, I'm going to freaking leave. Bye. Hello, Texas. Hello, Florida. See you later. I mean, so Dude. now you have only, only sheep left there, right? How easy it is, it, is it to control sheep? Dude, if you want to usher in a true authoritarian regime, the first thing you have to do is destabilize the society, right? Look back to uh, the 90s crime bill that uh, Joe Biden authored that put half a million black men in jail for drug crimes. And then look a little bit further back than that, as we've talked about, to Mino, Arkansas, and that based on a true story, Tom Cruise movie where he's flying drugs for the CIA, right there's allegations that that the reagan bush administration 
with in coordination with the Clintons who were in charge of Arkansas at the time, created a nationwide drug crisis to give them something to uh, profit off of directly and then to create a whole bunch of laws to you know justify the war on drugs, right? Which culminated with that 90s crime bill. If anybody thinks that these effing leftists want to live in literally feces-encrusted, crime-ridden s-holes for the rest of time, they're fooling themselves. They're creating chaos so that they can come in and save the day with exactly what you just described, a more hardcore authoritarian regime. There's no denying anymore, as far as I'm concerned, that there were FBI agents and other spooky spooks at the January 6th riot. Look up the news in the state of Michigan right now, and even leftist news organizations out of Detroit are writing almost daily articles about the feds that were involved in trying to set up the, what were they called? The, the Wolverine, the, you know, the guys who allegedly were going to kidnap yeah. Gretchen Whitmer. From and Michigan? there was like 14 of them and 12 of them were FBI informants. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were on the ground. Look up the name Ray Epps and his role in January 6th, right? Which has led to the declaration of war on domestic terrorists. And as of today, the Department of Justice announcing a new domestic terrorism task unit. Yeah, okay, they're absolutely so- defunding the police and decriminalizing theft under $950 and decriminalizing all, whatever the hell else that leftist district attorney in, in Manhattan. All of that is aimed at driving devolving a society to the point where they only have one choice and that is to embrace being told what to do at the at the you know enforced by guys with guns and clubs like it's just no doubt to me then all it means is they get to pick out who's the bad guys are yep so going back to canada i had this guy on instagram that follows my other page in case uh, anybody wasn't dead set sure yet that i'm basically completely off the rails as a conspiracy theorist (laughs) well i don't think it's a conspiracy when it turns out to be true just look at what these da's are doing all across the country man it's uh there's no there's no legitimate basis for what they're doing so montreal is like the one of the case in points like the for complete police state where the the guy told me that on january 18th he will no longer be allowed to go to the grocery store He's already lost his job. He can't work. He's not getting vaccinated. I said, well, well you can't go to work. What do you do? He goes, I, I can't just not only not go to work. On January 18th, I no longer will be able to go out in public and go to the grocery store. And we'll have a curfew as to when I have to be back in my house because I'm unvaccinated. I said, why have you guys not already had a revolution? And he goes, because 80% of the population is complying. And he did send me a video, though, which he filmed from his apartment window of tens of thousands of people protesting in the streets. That stuff you don't see on the news, Chisholm. That's the thing. It will never get on the news here. Uh, but it, it, it gave me a little bit of hope that 20,000 or 20 percent of the population, at least, is still, even though they've made life a living hell, they're not willing to comply. I don't know. I don't know where they go from here in Canada. Um. Really? I uh, I mean they're they're 
They're, they has they have to revolt. There's a, or they just have to say, okay, well, yeah. Ah, dude. I mean, it was already six or seven years ago that they made it a crime to not call a person who identifies themselves as a a ferret a ferret, right? Right. That's the right. only reason anybody knows Jordan Peterson's name. Just a joke. <laughs> um, kind of. But they did make up seventy-two or four new pronouns, and if you didn't use the fake pronoun that person asked you to, you could be subject to criminal and civil civil penalty. Yeah. All right, I got a clip here from our lovely vice president, uh, where then this was last week. I wish we would have talked about this last week, but we didn't have time. We we had so much other stuff to get into. That's a huge bitch, Kamila. Oh, Kamila. A laugh here, a cackle there, Camilla, Camilla, oh Camilla, why do you hate America? <laughs> it's like Elvis Presley meets Kamala Harris. Uh, we'll work on the production value, but uh, here's Kamala's corner. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. Not surprising though, right? You knew they were going to make one hell of a mountain out of that you know decent sized molehill yeah um i did not expect them to compare uh you know harris i know compared it to those events as well um did you find it interesting that pearl harbor happened in 1941 the world trade center happened in 2001 and that that january 6th happened in 2021 Okay, now you have gone off the there's rails. Some, there's some weird numerology <laughs> there. That just everybody keep out lookout for like 2061 and beyond. Anyway, uh, <laughs> years that end in a one. <clears throat> I didn't expect him to go that far off the rails. As the ever optimist, I take some solace in it because I think it further demonstrates how panicked those idiots are. The fact that they're trying so desperately. Dude, they embraced Dick Cheney. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Dick and Liz Cheney showed up to this million man march thing that they had, you know, whatever the hell it was in DC, this this commemoration. They were the only two, only two Republicans that I at least I saw that that attended this. Dick know, Cheney's still alive. I mean, you have to define alive. His heart has been dead for 30 something years. Literally, literally. He doesn't have a heartbeat. I'm not joking. He has a pump. It does not beat. It just continuously circulates his blood because his heart has been dead since like 1990. But anyway, uh, Darth Cheney is embraced by the left. He and his daughter. And again, that's the guy who gave us the response to 9-11, meaning the Patriot Act and the war in Iraq, which we should have never engaged in. And he's on the side of January 6th. I'll tell you who I'd rather talk about. My point is they're scared to death. They know they've created, they know that, that the, that the reality that 
they have attempted to curate is falling apart before their eyes. People the, are waking the up. The problem is this, that there are actual U.S. citizens that believe that crap, that believe January 6th fewer is on par. Fewer and fewer every day, man. Fewer and fewer every day. I'm trying to tell you, the, the vaccine. They had a vigil. They had a vigil for it. I know. Like a that's vigil. what I'm talking who, about. The vigil. Who died? I'm sorry. Cheney showed up to the vigil. Where are all the people that died? Typically, don't you, you mean have Ashley Babbitt for, for people that died? Ashley Babbitt, you mean the lady the that was died? the lady that broke the law trying to get into the Capitol. They got shot. Like right. we have in a vigil throat. for. Oh, you guys are so dead set on prosecuting everyone that was involved. Now you're having a freaking vigil for. Her? She's the she's the enemy, right? Does that make any sense to you? They just had a vigil for the lady that they're probably applauding that was killed. How many times have we documented that they don't have to make sense? They just vigil, rile, rile give up me your emotions. a break, man. They're 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 panicked. They're desperate. They know that the what I was going to say was these vaccines are to me they're going to be the universal red pull. There will always be thirty, maybe even as much as forty percent of this country who's going to trust the government, no matter how many times the government demonstrates unequivocally they shouldn't be trusted for anything. Right? They're going to trust them anyway, but. There are lots of Americans waking up right now who took two shots and thought they were safe and then still got the Delta variant or who took a third shot and thought they were safe and contracted Omicron within a week. A disease who even the even the government slash their media counter, you know, media, you know, info pipelines are starting to acknowledge doesn't really kill you whether you're vaccinated or not. They'll still claim that there's more hospitalizations among the unvaccinated. I think they're lying. I don't think anybody's getting hospitalized from Omicron. I think people are going to the hospital for other stuff. Either way, they know that the more of these shots they try to promote, the fewer, the more and more people begin to wake up to the fact that they're being lied to. That's a fact. Like it's happening, man. It's happening. How could us. it not? Because now we're talking Happened about the for my mother. Booster shot. Thank God it's starting to happen for my mother. Oh, she's she like. She told me over the weekend, she's like, uh, but you told me I was vaccinated when I took my second. So I don't understand why I need a third. Thanks, but no thanks. I was like, yes. High five. Yeah. That's it, a it's working. Win. Your wife, right? She, yeah, had, she, she was hammering on you when boosters were already being rolled out to get vaccinated. Now she's like, yeah, you're probably good. And I'm not taking it either. Yeah. Right. It, it, it is happening, man. People are, are waking up. Ah, our dear friends who I mentioned last week. They just know. got boosted. Just got boosted. They're not going to be taking a fourth. At least that's their take at the moment. <laughs> Thank God. Despite the fact that Moderna's CEO came out just three or four days ago. Did I put that on our Instagram, on our Justified Pursuit Instagram? I think I did. That Moderna's CEO is already indicating that you're almost definitely going to need a fourth. And the Pfizer CEO has announced we've got an Omicron specific booster. It'll be ready by March. Oh, yeah. Omicron is going to be a, a ghost. Of COVID passed by March, man. Come That's on. what these vaccines are. It's chasing ghosts. The whole, all of them. They're chasing ghosts. There's, they're in the meantime, a shot for a variant that's no longer affecting the population. In the meantime, even the New York Times is starting to acknowledge. I saw an article just yesterday. I'll have to track it down. I don't remember what site. I think it was a more, you know, what we would consider to be left leaning paper that pointed out the, the, it's the headline was something like, uh, pharmacy companies believe an you'll need another shot, but doctors are starting to grow concerned that it's counterproductive. And then you read the article and it's like a growing number of doctors across the country are starting to question whether adding shot after shot after shot is actually not only resulting in diminishing returns, but making it more likely you catch the disease. You know why? Because as Dr. Malone pointed out on Joe's podcast, the data coming out of places all over the world right now indicates the more of these shots you have, the more likely you are to catch Omicron. 
Yeah. So that's a real thing. In fact, I think I even think I heard it on NPR. Them talking about this idea that pumping your arm with more shots. So the whole thing's falling apart. Uh, the January 6th thing is on that list uh, as a this, is, I mean, this like, is what they do when they're freaking out is they 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 go nuclear. But why? You know, Ted Cruz endorsed the idea that those people are terrorists, right? Yeah, Ted's. I, I like Ted, but it's again, it's sixty forty. You know, I think sixty percent of the time he's great, forty percent of the time I'm like, what big are you doing? big blot on the forty side, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like if you think that that's going to help you get reelected in Texas, first of all, you're wrong. If you think that like defending, I can. I don't defend those people storming the Capitol. Let me make that abundantly. Well, neither one of us that ever have stupid. said that Never that was have. a good thing. It was a. It was a right. But we've a all seen day, the videos it wasn't of the cops. A Pearl Harbor or 9-11 bad day. We've all seen the video of the cops opening the gates. We've all seen the videos inside the rotundas of people walking peacefully through through the, the ropes. ropes. We know about the idiot with the buffalo horns and some of those other idiots who actually broke and destroyed stuff. And we certainly know what happened to Ashley Babbitt, right? Point well, just being at least, she, at least she got a vigil out of it. It's not what it's being portrayed to be. It's been determined not a single person broke in. Not, not a single person there had a, had a gun on them. The FBI determined 90 days into 2021 that there was zero proof that it was, a, you know, it was led by the Trump administration or anybody in the Republican orbit. So it's been just lie after lie after lie, and all of a sudden Ted Cruz is signing on with the idea that that's domestic terrorism. That's real, real bad. He was the only person with maybe Rand Paul who defended the Constitution, you know, unwaveringly and if he's now willing to turn the police powers of the federal government which don't even exist from a constitutional perspective on american citizens as domestic terrorists then ted has uh jumped the shark ted has jumped the shark right he and that dan was really crenshaw really disappointing be, to see that he and dan crenshaw brought, will brought be lock, locking arms uh, dan crenshaw, next year's another second anniversary fraud. vigil yeah, freedom. I saw. I saw. So there's a whole bunch of information. And I love Dan Crenshaw. I did. I had him on my other show. Great, great interview. But he's voted too many times against uh, go, in favor of tighter gun laws, stricter gun laws that I'm just like, you know what? Screw this guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he had to respond last week to the fact that Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum has listed him as one of the top, uh, you know, top political leaders in the world to watch in the next decade. If the World Economic Forum is telling the world to keep their eye on you because you're a mover and a shaker. Well, I, I appreciate everything he did, the sacrifices he made serving this country, but it's time for the pirate to sail off into the sunset. Made for a hell of a platform to get yourself elected to Congress. I'll tell you that much. Yep, yep. Um, so going back to the percentage of the population that's still living oh, in hold fear. On, hold on. Let me, let me say one more thing about him. I saw somebody post earlier this bar graph showing the money that these individual politics, there's been a lot of uh, real journalism in the last month coming out regarding money that politicians are making in the stock market, which should be considered insider trading, mm -hmm. which absolutely is illegal. If you know, because you're on a committee that regulates a certain it thing, it got Martha you, Stewart thrown in jail. That's right. It got Martha Stewart thrown in jail. Meanwhile, so Nancy Pelosi, has made something like $175 million, excuse me, her husband, has made $175 million investing in stocks over the last 30 years. 
You mean Michael and Jackson? There's like direct and proven ties between the picks that she's making and the, you know, the, the work that she's done in Congress, the different committees that she's served on, et cetera, et cetera. Right. My point is Dan Crenshaw was like fifth on the list in terms of people who made the most money in last wow. year on stock picks. Guess who he's tied with Nancy. So Tucker Carlson went completely savage and said, you won't believe it. But 12 years after his death, Michael Jackson appeared on national television. Not really, um, 100% journalism, Tucker, but it was funny because then he played a clip of Nancy Pelosi talking. And it was pretty spot on the way she looked. She had her hair all slicked back. Pretty good Michael Jackson impersonation by her. Um, what I wanted to talk about now was the... He's not a journalist. He's population an opinion host, but yeah. Of the, anyway, the percentage of the population still living in fear. I've talked about the goalie on my soccer team multiple times. Yesterday, we had a new season start, so the text message chain goes out. Who's in for the season, boys? You know, uh, boom, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. One guy says, uh, first of all, the goalie, Scott, was like, oh, I'm in for the season. I'll be there tonight. Then this guy, Juan, who I reconnected with, I last played soccer with Juan in sixth grade. We played on the same club team. We played against each other, like, in our adult lives forever. Finally, he joined our team, and Juan is a conservative to its core, he actually ordered one of those unwoke shirts that you designed. And uh, I probably owe you like $3 for that. But so Juan was like, ah, I can't play tonight, guys. I, I, I'm sick. And I said, oh, you got that Omicron, huh? And he goes, yeah, I think so. And I'm the last one in the house to get it. I said, yeah, that stuff ran through our house last week. And then Scott, the goalie, said, I'm out tonight, guys, if y'all are playing. Or if you're, you know, let's don't forget the CDC says five days quarantine post positive test. And then five days mask after that. So I'm in for the season. I'm out for tonight. Finally, I guess the team manager talked him into coming. He showed up. He did. Wearing a mask. He played soccer in a mask last night. Didn't shake anyone's hands and left. We always drink beer together. And he's like, the, he's actually the ringleader of the beer drinking. He shows up with a cooler. And we, we it, you know, undoubtedly it turns into politics. We always have a great discussion and try to point out to him how stupid he is. He never listens. Uh, yeah, so he he left, uh, but he did show up to play. And one of the things, oh, oh, Juan in the text chain says, yeah, I'm so sick. I'm lucky to be alive, really. And I said, yeah, I jokingly replied, yeah, I know, because Omicron's killed like half the population. <laughs> yeah. And and then I said, really, it's killed zero people. And then Scott promptly disliked, since Omicron has killed exactly zero human beings. Uh, lads, quarantine is five days after positive test and then masking for five days after. If sick or recently sick, please don't go out. Even if feeling better now, let's take care of each other, people. Yeah. He used the word lads. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he Irish? No, he's a big guy with shaved head, both ears pierced, and is some kind of bio something engineer. He's actually a very smart human being. Um, he'll tell you he's the smartest person in the room whenever he walks into the room. Yeah. Uh, but he's totally brainwashed. Dude, he's getting his kids. His kids are vaccinated. And they you were his you ever heard that saying Henry's that a, age. A true king never has to tell anybody he's the king. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not him. Really smart people usually don't have to announce how smart they are. Yeah. Yeah. He also believes that January 6th was a big old terrorist attack on democracy I, yeah i mean you can't really be wearing a mask in 2022 and terrified of omicron and not also be 
uh, kind of in lockstep on all the rest of those things. Yeah. What was funny? Uh, I will admit, was... I will say it's pretty impressive that y'all convinced him to come out anyway. Like at least there's a, a hope that one day his he'll stop living like a. Well, that, that was the manager. Pansy. When, when he when we got yeah, whatever. To the game, I mean, whoever. Uh, the manager and I were talking. The, the guy that runs the team before he's like. You idiots, stop saying that you have the sniffles. He won't come to the games. <laughs> Dude, it was funny because it seemed like we ended up losing five to two to a team that we should have beat like a can you say a redheaded stepchild in 2022? I mean, you can on justified pursuit. Okay. Well, we should have kicked their ass and we lost five to two. It sounded to me like everyone on the team's lungs were spent. Like we had all just had Omicron. Or some kind of upper respiratory thing going on because everyone was coughing and then sneezing and wheezing. It was uh, it was a bad showing, but at least that stuff ran through. It seems like it ran through the entire team already. Um, but yeah, poor Scott. He doesn't listen to our show. I'm worried about it. Yeah, I would the, imagine uh, we would make him insane. Are we ready for the meme of the week? No. Because we haven't even touched on. No, we're, we're not. We don't have to always finish the show. Oh, okay. I thought, it was I thought I'd just work it in now. That's fine. And so I saw this on Ted Nugent's uh, Facebook and was like, and I think I actually posted on ours, but it's one of the, the best ones I've seen so far in 2022. It's time for the meme of the week brought to you by Pfizer. It's a picture of a beautiful woman. Very lovely facial features. And she's not, she doesn't look like a whore, like a leftist woman would. She actually has clothes on. And it said, uh, the most, the best thing about conservative women is that they don't have a penis. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so there's one. your meme of the week. Meme of the week. Want to talk about Kamala uh, losing another? Well, we've already talked about Kamala, but did you see she lost another staffer for bullying? Yeah, another great Babylon <laughs> B headline said that um, study says in study study shows that seventy five percent of the unemployed in twenty twenty one were among Kamala Harris's staff. Oh wow, that's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And from Kamala, let's go to AOC partying down okay. in Florida, maskless. I'm going to keep the uh, the worst, most destructive uh, female leftist uh, in America in my back pocket. We can touch on AOC. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So her and Ron DeSantis have been going at it. She's a huge critic of his. Why is she leaving New York to go party in Miami? Maskless. I don't understand. AOC, isn't that a big risk? It's because she was double jabbed and boosted. So she was perfectly safe. Oh, wait. Yeah. So she Oops. got she got the vid while she was mm. down there at a, a drag queen. Uh, well, you know whose fault it is. Clearly, it's DeSantis's fault. Right. Right. Can't be her decision for having gone down there just to party and, you know, choosing to go so, do so, I guess. So I've got a lot more on this because I think it's important to take a look at some statistics. Florida's population, I believe it's the third most uh, populated state in the country behind California and Texas, 22 million people. New York's not far behind at 19 million people, although they're all sandwiched in there in sardines with like 13 or 14 million of that being in New York City. Uh, Florida's vaccination rate, and I don't, 
I don't know how accurate these are. I see like I look at information. It says Texas is 57% fully vaccinated. I don't know if that's true, but those are the stats. I don't either. Um, and I suspect it's not. This is from the Becker they're trying Hospital. to claim that they're trying to claim that we're down to only 30 million adults nationwide that I can't remember if it's haven't. I think that stat is haven't had even one jab. There's no way that's true. No way. Uh, so this is from the Becker Hospital Medical Review. It might be, man. This mass formation worked like a charm until everybody knew what it was. Yeah. Well, Florida's vaccination rate, they claim, is 63.8%. New York's vaccination rate is 72.5%. Okay. So there's the stats. 22 million people in Florida, 63% vaccinated. 19 million people in New York, 72.5% vaccinated. Where are you pulling this data from? Uh, the Becker Hospital Review. Well, the, the population is just U.S. Census data. Sure. The vaccination rate is from the, the Becker yeah, yeah. Hospital Medical Review. Okay. Okay. So January 4th, she's in Florida, partying it up with the drag queens. And on that day, Florida recorded. Because 26. of course she is, right? Like, of course right. she went to a drag queen. Whatever. I mean, we could have just assumed. Like, I don't even think we need to say that. That's. I mean. That's what a pretty common thing for folks when they go to Miami or to the Keys, right? Mm. Florida's kind of famous for their drag shows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because you know what Florida's into? Freedom. Right. You want to dance on stage and, uh, you know, lady clothes? Whatever. We don't care. You want to come watch people dance on clothes? Whatever. Right. You want to not take a vaccine? Whatever. We're cool. Yeah. Just come out. You do you, man. Anyway. Uh, so. January 4th, she's there. Florida records on that day 26,588 new COVID cases. Seems like a lot, right? 26,500 for a day. On the same day, New York, a population of roughly 3 million less people with a way higher vaccination rate, recorded 81,388 new COVID cases. Uh, Three times as many COVID cases with a higher vaccination rate in a smaller population. Smaller population. Someone do the math for me. That doesn't make sense, Chisholm. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. It doesn't make sense. I saw that and I was just like, I have to dive deeper into the statistics here yeah. because something is obviously there's there's one factor that could contribute to that that goes beyond the fact that the shots are actually making they're all wedged in like sardines. More likely. Well, that's one too. Uh, other than the fact that the shots are making it more likely you catch Omicron, and that is much like yourself. <laughs> I bet a lot of Floridians who have a mild cold ain't going and getting tested, but you can bet your ass those scaredy cat New Yorkers are the ones waiting in lines, waiting in lines, waiting in lines in close proximity to other people who are concerned that they have the virus to get tested for a very communicable virus. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. So, and so yeah, one, one of the guys on the soccer team last night, he was clearly wheezing. And he runs like 25 miles a week, is in great shape. I was like, Shane, I, I didn't even like skirt it. I said, it sounds like you have Omicron, dude. I've never heard you sound like this. And he goes, yeah, well, my son took a test last week and he was negative. And you can't test positive for COVID if you don't take a test. So I'm not taking one. And I was like, eh, that's kind of. The only thing I'll say <laughs> is that Omicron is not supposed to be a lung, a, a lower respiratory problem. So if you well, really are wheezing. All kinds of congested. Like, yeah. You know, just, anyway. Uh, yeah, AOC. Then and then, what were the the what was the back and forth with her and DeSantis? Like, she said that all the Florida people just want to date her. 
something. Did you see that? Republicans in particular. Oh, Republicans. What I did. It wasn't I just DeSantis. It was all Republicans who dogpiled on her when the photos came out of her and her boyfriend sitting maskless together at some cafe in Miami. Uh, there was a dogpile uh, about what a hypocrite she is to leave New York and come down to party in Florida when she bashes over bashes DeSantis over his totally reasonable you know, liberty-based uh, and science-based, uh, you know, COVID policies. Uh, and apparently, you know, certain trolley types were dogpiling on her husband's or boyfriend's ugly feet because I think he was wearing Birkenstocks. Duh, no way. Mm -hmm. um, so her response was um, something to the effect of Republicans are just taking out their sexual frustrations um, because they want to date me or something like that. So that's very childish. To be frank. Again, here's no an elected way. politician. AOC's childish. No, that way. says in response to her, I'm not saying that it was a uh, a, a bad choice. Like, who doesn't want to go be free and party in Miami? Right. That sounds. Yeah, I don't blame her one bit. Why right. would you want to hang out in New York right now? Everybody but when else. Your narrative is wear a mask, vax up, social distance. Pelosi's moving from San Francisco to, to Florida after she retires this next year. Yeah, I saw she bought a mansion. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, like, so you basically violate your own personal constitution on COVID. You go party in Florida, and then your response is so childish to say, oh, well, that's just because they want to date me. Uh, like, how is it? Like, it's just a set of tits that got elected. That's all it is. That proves it, right? She yeah. sees herself as a sex symbol. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we've already pointed out. Listen, man. <laughs> you can be. You know, to, to get into politics, you have to either be hot or really smart or both. And we know which one she's lacking. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not surprising she considers herself, herself a sex symbol. That's the only reason she's there. Because she's easy 100%. on the eyes. Not easy on the ears. Really hard on the ears. But pretty easy on the eyes. To be fair. Um, I have, like, two other things. Do you, do you have anything else? Uh, I'd like to point out that um, her, her, their, their formal uh, media uh, release on this specifically did note that she's quote experiencing symptoms and recovering at home um you know so she's double vaxxed and boosted <laughs> the democratic congresswoman's office said ocasio-cortez received a booster shot last fall adding that she quote encourages everyone to get their booster and follow the guidance of the centers for disease control yeah, because they were so great she got the booster in the last 60 to 90 days and yet is still symptomatically sick with covid hmm Hmm. And I think she's like 34. So she's definitely not in the demo where she would have needed to be particularly worried about even the original or even the Delta, but whatever. Yeah. So the city of St. Louis is going back on a, they voted not to enforce a, a mask mandate. And then this Congresswoman, Shalonda, you get her name right. Shalonda Webb got COVID and I guess had a bad experience with it and went back on 
she went and changed her vote and got this other uh this other congresswoman Rita Days to go along with her. And um hold on, I'm gonna pull up the article here. I had it keyed up. But they went back on their decision. It's been a tough road. What have you learned about this virus having contracted? It has no respect of no person. Um that we all need to be vaccinated in mask. Um not that I didn't know that before. Okay, so there's her. And this is an African-American woman. And then here's her constituent. This is Rita Keys, I believe is her name. You voted to support a mask mandate order. Why? But the community insists that a mask mandate is what they need. I represent the community, and this is what they wanted, and I am, I'm clearly in support of that. There's a lot there, but the, 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 the last thing that lady um, congresswoman, uh, Rita, her name's Rita Days, excuse me, the last thing she said was, this is what the community wants. Do you do you know anywhere in the country where the community is, like, protesting for more maskism? Because I, I haven't seen it. No, but keep in mind, we live in Texas. But do you think I, there's I mean, actual... I, do you think oh, that dude, over 50% I, of St. Louis, Missouri is saying, yes, we want more masks? Dude, I think there are pop pockets, little sub, you know areas throughout the country that are so deeply entrenched in the mass formation that it's entirely possible. This is what I think. I think that, well, St. Louis is a largely African-American demographic. I think these two women are trying to flip the script and get African-Americans to vaccinate. That's what I think. I think they're, no, there's no doubt. I'm not saying they've been been targeting their local politicians, right? They're not in the deep state, but I think, you know, someone got to him and they're saying, hey, we need you to get these the African-American population scared. Bro, don't just think because they're local politicians. That does not mean that they're tied in. Like, so, uh, again, I'll reference no agenda. Listen to I think it was Sunday's episode where they break. No, no, no. This was Mo Fax. Listen to Mo Fax latest episode from last week Mo's where black, he breaks right? down. Yes, Mo's black man. Okay. Where he breaks down the connections between the Chicago district attorney. Um what the heck is her name? It's on the tip of my tongue. But she's the one who tried to dismiss the charges against Juicy Smollett and then got basically overruled. Uh, the ties between that lady and Kamala Harris and, for that matter, the Smollett family. Like, that woman is absolutely tied into the, the bigger party. I mean, Local, especially in the bigger cities, local does not mean that they're detached from George Soros's, you know, cabal is funding these leftist prosecutors. You want to talk about a local election, dude, your local district attorney can't get more local than that. Right. And yet he's funding these hyper leftist politics or district attorneys all over the country who are, you know, eliminating cash bail and, um, you know, decriminalizing theft and all these other things. Right. Right. So, yeah, they're absolutely part of the regime, one way or but, another. So the the first lady's statement was... That, they could also be... Some... Two things can be true at once. You can be in the loop and also yourself be suffering from the mass formation. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean they don't believe what they're saying. Right. That's really important to understand, that just because somebody's telling you lies doesn't mean they don't believe them. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Which like, didn't the, didn't the CDC just come out and say, 
masks don't work like two weeks ago. Cloth masks don't work unless yeah, unless we're all walking around in N95s. Then forget about it. Your mask doesn't work, dude. Everything, this lady's like, everyone needs to mask up. And everything, oh, by the way, all you black people go get vaccinated. Everything is falling apart as we speak. Fauci is now making the argument that childhood hospitalizations aren't from the virus. They're right. kids going to the hospital and getting tested, right? The PCR test is no longer the gold standard, you know, recommended CDC testing methodology. Because why? Because like it produces like 40% positive rates in asymptomatic people who quote, really, that means aren't sick and they're sick and tired of cases skyrocketing and people who aren't ill, right? Mm -hmm. Leanna Wynn, this Chinese communist lady who's goes on CNN every, every night and talks like this and it points out that masks are very, very important. Uh, except that now she's saying mm, that uh, it turns out mm, if it's just a cloth mask, uh, mm, then it doesn't work at all. Mm. If you've ever heard her talk, you know where I'm. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent impression. But yeah, man, everything, everything, everything that we normal brain skeptical people have been saying since about June of 2020 is, oh, God, even yesterday, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director, pointed out as if it was freaking news. That 74% of every death from this virus, maybe even of every hospitalization, I have to go back and check what she said. 74% had an average of four comorbidities. Yeah, we learned that in like May of this past year when that yeah. first study saying that came out. I think it's like 74% of hospitalizations and 94% of deaths had an average of, co of four comorbidities. With and an she average threw that out there age, over the over weekend. Years old. Right. right. She threw that over the weekend, out there over the weekend. Like everybody should take a big sigh of relief. Because, wow, and you know, and then of course since Thanks June the they've news. been telling us, oh well, only really old people with immune compromised problems are dying from the vaccines, and it's like that's the only people who should be taking the vaccines in the first place, because that's always been the only people who've been dying. Right, right. Uh, Which is all a perfect segue, segue unless you have something else. Because, well, we at some point we need to hit on the absolute cover up of the uh, Cosain Maxwell trial. We don't have to do. I think that that might need to be like a, a half a show in and of itself. It's just like, yeah, she's guilty. Here's the list of. Oh wait, no, the list. We're gonna seal the list. Not we allowed know. to see the names of all the super powerful and ultra. We know that there's much pedophiles who were diddling the 16 year old girls that she was recruiting. Y'all don't need to worry about that. They were perfectly innocent. It was all her and you know Epstein's fault. By the way, keep in mind he did not kill himself. There, I have a, I have a, and she's uh, not going to kill herself either. In a couple I have a runner up of meme, meme for meme of the week. And that's a, a picture I saw of like a Photoshop picture of Hillary Clinton holding a jab saying that she's here to give, uh, give Jelaine her vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, the only other thing I had, uh, and I actually heard this on Joe Rogan the other day was adam curry talking about what just happened in kazakhstan with their revolution they overthrew their government literally in a night which kind of gives me hope like hey <laughs> uh ontario are you watching what just happened yeah you could do it too um and so why was this significant because i i saw it in the news and i was like oh, whatever okay more unrest in the middle east that's pretty much how what's been going on my entire life except for adam curry was like explaining what this meant for the relationship between China and Russia and them exchanging energy, buying energy right. and trading energy with each other. Uh, I guess Kazakhstan's geographically 
is very important for that relationship. Well, it's between the two. It's really not the Middle right. East. It's it's like okay, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's like former between, Soviet it, bloc, former Soviet bloc. I think it's right between China and Russia, or kind of yeah, yeah. That's what he's said on that episode. So yeah, you know what else it ha- happens to have? There's a town there that's probably one of the fields like Afghanistan. Probably well, it definitely has uranium, a ton of uranium. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that huge huge supplies of uranium uh also happens to have been a there's a town there that has one of the heaviest invest investments in bitcoin slash crypto mining do you know anything about that i just bought crypto my first crypto stocks the other day okay but do you know that you can mine for crypto if you have like really badass computer equipment and are willing to spend a lot of money on electricity i'm i'm aware of that yes okay Quick rundown for anybody listening who doesn't have the first clue about Bitcoin. And if you don't, I don't blame you. But Bitcoin itself is a coin. It's also kind of become like a catch-all term for all of crypto, right? There's a whole bunch. I, I would imagine at this point it's in the hundreds. It's definitely in the dozens of, uh, of specific coins. Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Litecoin, Solara. There's all these coins, right? Some of them, and Bitcoin was the the OG, right? The, the original. It's as we speak worth forty five thousand dollars a coin, and it was as high as sixty five thousand about sixty days ago. The interesting thing about Bitcoin, and part of why it will probably always lead the whole market in terms of value, is that there's only the guy who invented Bitcoin made twenty one million Bitcoins, right? And they're all encrypted. <sighs> I don't, this is, you know, about the limit of my understanding of these things, but they're all like super protected with these hardcore impenetrable crypt, you know, cryptography on their Bitcoin ledger, right? As we speak, there has still, I think just shy of 18 million Bitcoins that have been officially uncovered and claimed that are out in circulation. So there's 3 million Bitcoins still buried in the internet for people to go mine. So you and I could get together and invest in the, the proper computer technology and get the right electricity connection because the, Adam Curry broke it down the other day. You would have to spend $2 in uh, with, with what, what the price of Bitcoin as we stand currently. You'd have to spend $2 of electricity power to make $4 in Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. it's profitable right? hundred percent return on that, or just the electricity investment. That's not including the capital part. Right. Right. Um, which is several thousand dollars worth of gear, as far as I understand, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. Um, but the point being is you can continuously mine that and some of these other, uh, limited supply coins. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest like centers for Bitcoin mining happens to also have been in a town in Kazakhstan. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, hmm. Well, it's fascinating, though, because I think any relationship between China and Russia has to be something the United States has like, got to keep their, their finger on. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's scary. Like we are. That's scary stuff. Yeah. I haven't dove far enough past just that. They're the two biggest threats we have, right? Okay. And yeah. we've been buddies with Russia, and now maybe we're not buddies with Russia, and we've never really been buddies with China, although we let them manufacture everything for us. Even though they're our biggest potential threat, like China owns us, dude. That's just terrible. They also have sixty percent of the world's grain stored away, and uh, yeah. hearing not not just from 
people like Adam Curry, but go to the grocery store. Look at the shelves. There's going to be a food shortage. Certainly a grain shortage. Like if they have 60% of it, they're hoarding it because why isn't, why isn't everything, why are they not releasing that? Well, they're hoarding it. Yeah, same thing to do with US dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So go kill some stuff and stock your freezer. Yeah, I'm going after a Neil guy in three weeks. So I should be set for a year if assuming that the grid doesn't go down. Um, we have to circle back to COVID because we left off. You know, AOC has got nothing on the wise Latina. No, that's true. She has nothing. She has nothing on the wise Latina. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Surely. Oh, my God. How is she brought not this on your run? Oh, my God, indeed. Because you're the, you're the uh, SCOTUS expert. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So on Friday of last week, <clears throat> we there was a hearing. I think we probably primed everybody on that in our last call. Uh, that on Friday, the Supreme Court of the United States Call it a uh, show. Heard Be oral official. arguments. Call it a call. Episode. Uh, heard oral arguments on the constitutionality or lack thereof of the Biden slash OSHA mandate on uh, vaccines and or testing for companies over 100 people uh, and uh, a separate but re- obviously related similar mandate on hospitals and other healthcare providers that have government contracts, which is starting to sound, unfortunately, like all of them. But anyway, isn't it funny how like we don't think we're a socialist country. And then when you really look around, everybody's getting paid by the government at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's how they don't just because they don't own the actual methods of production. If those methods of production get vast majority are only profitable, thanks to the government's hand, you know, charity, then is it is there really like is it how's that not socialism? Anyway, so you asked I asked you the other week about my friend um, Mark whose son plays on Henry's soccer team and he works for Southwest Airlines and they forced him to get vaccinated and they did it with this very topic of the fact that X percent of their business was government contract and it was like less than 10% but yet they use that as a policy to enforce all of their never mind the fact that he works from home and never sees another person Yep. Boom. Get vaccinated. Why? Oh, because we have government contracts. Yeah. So, well, so, right. So those two cases were before the Supreme Court. Um, here's the thing, man. I don't believe this was constitutional in the first place. And any leftist who tries to claim otherwise, they like to point to a case from, I think it's 1908, huh? uh, out of Massachusetts, where a gentleman lost at the Supreme Court a case about a vaccination that he was being quote forced to take the big difference between that case and what we're dealing with now. And that's relevant to wise Latina or as an NPR called her wise Latinx Supreme court justice Sotomayor. And I only say that because that's how Barack Obama described her when he nominated her. He straight up admitted that he nominated her because she's a Hispanic lady. Okay. And she's a friggin' U.S. Supreme Court justice. Well, and I'm about to demonstrate she doesn't know her ass from a hole in the ground. In this country, we don't no. nominate the best person for the job. We nominate, based, nominate yeah. based off of your gender and ethnicity. That's right. This was an equity hire. 
plain and simple to the highest well, court on the land. Biden's done one with of his the entire mo- one of the nine most important human beings in America simply got her job for out of the out of a claim of racial equity. But getting back to the point, forget about, you know, competency, mm-hmm. right? Has to be equity is all we care about. So anyway, this 19 OK, 1928 case, the huge distinction between that and what we're dealing with with this OSHA law regulation is that that was the state of Massachusetts requiring people to be vaccinated. And if you refuse to, to you got like a five dollar fine. It's a lot of money. I may have touched on this on a recent episode. I feel like I did. I've certainly had this conversation in my private life, but. This Constitution of the United States, the original document, not even an amendment, makes it abundantly clear that the police powers are left to the states. I know we talked about this because we talked about how arguably the FBI is not a legitimate agency because the federal government is not supposed to have police powers. Right. And how many how many, you know, crime movies have you watched where you got the local law enforcement and then all of a sudden the feds show up and the locals don't want to work with the feds. Right. Or the feds just say, get out of here. I'm taking over. Right. So all of that is constitutionally dubious at best. Constitutionally dubious. Point being, there isn't a case on the law that says that the government has the right to mandate vaccinations. And there sure as hell isn't a law that says they have the right to do so through OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. OSHA, for any of you with an industrial job on any level or hell an office job, are the guys who like required a fifth a fifth leg on the freaking, you know, base of your office chair because five legs make it more stable than four, right? Or who say if you're working in an environment where you could bonk your head, you have to have a hard hat rule. And you know, in an environment OSHA where hasn't you been to my office because there's only four legs on this chair. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, that's the kind of stuff OSHA regulates, right? People getting hurt at work. Yeah. A president knew damn good and well. In fact, he admitted it back as just as recently as May, that he was not constitutionally able. And Nancy Pelosi is on video saying the federal government cannot forcibly require vaccination of people. And so some idiot in the White House came up with the clever idea of like, let's have OSHA do it and make it a workplace safety issue, right? And so that's what we got was this garbage rule from OSHA. And then one thing everybody should understand about agencies, whether it's the EPA or the IRS or OSHA or you name it, right? They are created by legislative action, meaning Congress creates them. In the EPA example, which is my background and expertise, in 1969, the United States Congress passed and the President Johnson, I guess, signed into law what's called the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA. And you can hear EPA in that. Mm -hmm. Within the Environmental Policy Act, we got the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency. And everything the EPA is allowed to do is then granted to them by the legislature through subsequent lawmaking processes like the Clean Air Act and the Clean Water Act, et cetera, et cetera. That's super important because what they do is create rules and regulations that have the force and effect of law. So an agency basically gets to make a law, but the Constitution says the only people in the United States of America who get to make laws is Congress. So we have a whole body of Supreme Court jurisprudence that says well, what Congress can do is say, we don't have the expertise to, to, or the time or the resources to devote to workplace safety. So what we can do is we can create an agency by law 
and give them a specific and spelled out set of laws under which they can create a regulatory program utilizing their resources and their expertise to go in and understand the problem. I mean, that makes sense to me, right? I don't have it a does. It, hey, it, it has led to what was until about five years ago, the greatest hour in world history for any government ever, right? It's yeah, we and to, to be clear, some of these politicians that want to get rid of the EPA, go visit if you could get in your way back machine and go back to like Pittsburgh in the 50s and check out what a nasty mess it was. Mm-hmm. These things have worked, right? Giving the EPA authority to regulate within a certain legislative framework is good, right? It, it is good. But or like we you end talked up with, about in Houston, like it's cleaned up a lot. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The clean air, the air is cleaner. Water is cleaner, et cetera, et cetera. And that all started with 1969 and the National Environmental Policy Act. But ever since these programs began, there have been instances where agencies, the interesting thing is the government legislature creates it, but then that agency falls under the executive branch, right? So the president selects the head of OSHA, but then they have to be confirmed by the Senate, just like a judge, right? So they admit they those different agencies, their policies every four years can potentially shift right or left based on who's in charge, right? So sometimes you may have a leftist in office that wants to regulate everything into oblivion. And all of a sudden you have these agencies overstepping their bounds, right? I went into this in detail the other day about that mercury coal-fired power plant stuff, right? Right. Under the Clinton administration, they created a rule to regulate make mercury under the Bush administration. They tried to get rid of it, right? And these things end up going to court and being ruled either constitutional under, say, in that instance, the Clean Air Act and the authority it gave to the EPA, or not constitutional because the legislature never gave them that authority. The problem with OSHA is they have a pretty broad, pretty amorphous and not very well-defined set of authority, but the attorneys that are challenging it right now say there's certainly nowhere in any of OSHA's um, uh, the, the basically enacting legislation, the legislation, the laws from Congress that created OSHA. Nowhere in there does it even infer the idea that OSHA can regulate a vaccine or force companies to you know, require a vaccine. Furthermore, as it stands in this moment, we all know because Fauci himself says it, these things don't stop spread. So even if you could infer that OSHA has the authority to then require a private company to then require its employees to vaccinate, if said vaccination isn't going to do an effing thing to protect other employees who don't want to get vaccinated from catching the virus or other employees who are vaccinated from catching it from a vaccinated person, what's the point of the law, the regulation, right? It's useless. Better question, so- what's the point of the vaccine? Right, right. Well, uh, (laughs) touche, amigo. Getting back to what happened on Friday, all of that crap I just outlined is what was being argued before the Supreme Court. And thankfully, I've looked into it. Um, I saw one article from, I think, CNN or a comparably compromised leftist news outlet that tried to make a case that that, you know, Chief Justice Cuck Roberts might have been siding with the liberals that the max vaccine mandates are are uh, are worthwhile but what justice roberts to give him a little bit of credit tries to do is tries to be always the moderate voice trying to see both sides right and you know since the sort of complete turnover of the supreme court he hasn't been able to stop a conservative decision from being made right 
Um, but he'll argue both sides. I've heard other analyses that seem to indicate that a 6-3 decision is imminent uh, that will include Justice Roberts on the side of squashing the Matt Vax mandate. Specifically for companies, may, maybe not. It sounds like the debate with regard to the hospitals and healthcare providers and the enforcement of this rule on them um, might be more likely to stand. Um, anyway, in all that, <laughs> this lady that, just, that, that Barack Obama appointed to the United States Supreme Court named Sonia Sotomayor, who again, he admitted, they admitted at the time, got the job because she's a Hispanic the lady boxes. from the Bronx. Yeah. Pipes in and says, first, that Omicron is just as dangerous as Delta. Nobody is saying that. Lie, 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 nobody, lie. Nobody lie. is saying that. Where did she come up with? How did she pull this out of her ass? Dude, You're the Supreme I mean, Court of the United States. That's you the did thing, no research. Did she not like read any data? Or Bro. even like even uh, Fauci admits that it isn't as dangerous. That's what I'm saying, man. What if you're paying hell? attention right now, if you're paying attention like you and I do, you know that for the last 30 days, Fauci and Walensky from the CDC and Peppermint Patty, the Jen Psaki, all of these, you know, Democrat government mouthpieces with regard to COVID are starting to say it's time to learn to live with this. It's time to accept that COVID is endemic. It's time to accept that Omicron might be a better vaccine for everybody than the friggin' vaccines because it's not very deadly and it spreads like wildfire and everybody's going to get it and then you'll be inoculated, right? The, tra the narrative has transitioned. And Sonia Sotomayor lives in some damn echo chamber that is so echoey that she's not even read in on the fact that we're kind of changing the narrative. Even worse, she's just like, they never claimed that. Nobody ever claimed in this country that Omicron was as bad as this Delta. stuff out of her ever. ass. Completely out of her ass. But the whopper of all whoppers was she claimed that as it stands at this moment, there are a hundred thousand children across America hospitalized because of covid the total my wife number, does not have a single kid in her hospital which is the biggest children's hospital in north texas by the way the biggest there isn't a kid in that hospital that is there because of covid if they came in with a broken really? arm like fauci says okay well maybe you know they also had covid and they're in the hospital oh, even, because even of broken that, arm. even that they're so downplaying it they're trickling it out right they're like well Many of them have come in because of something else and then tested and had COVID, so they're there with COVID. No, like most of them, if no, not. No, I'm saying, I'm saying now there could point, be a right? kid there that's diabetic, has asthma and cancer that COVID like triggered them to have to go to the hospital. Okay, that's right. not the same thing as saying my kid has Omicron and can't breathe. Now we're in the hospital. 100%. No. So she throws out there 100,000 kids, right? Those who knew she was full of it immediately looked and determined that they started tracking this in August of 2020. Since August of 2020, there have only been 83,000 cases and some change of kids hospitalized with COVID, not from, ever, ever. So she was off by uh, what 20, 25%. She was 25% over in terms of all time and claiming that's how many kids were in the hospital on that day and went so far as to claim, and many of them are on ventilators. There's not any evidence that there's a single child on a ventilator in the whole friggin' country from this thing. Not, not any. Zero evidence of that. That's not I saying oh. that it's, um, that's 100% fact, but it, it, it's generally not happening at any rate that's really 
even worth analyzing, right? Right, right. So this was like th- the thing is, man, to her about it, how dumb she was. Oh, I guarantee that they've has, been. Has she gotten a slap on the wrist, being like, "Hey, you're the the highest been power in, a, in the land, and you just went a, yeah. and said the dumbest possible thing you could have ever said, which no. was founded on <laughs> nothing but your interpretation of what? Where did you come up with this lady? That's the thing, man. Is you know, first of all, she was saying things what that even the idiot. media wasn't trying to claim. Second of all, the media, because they're taking their orders from the government in the first place, are moving on from the fear mongering. This lady is so intellectually brain dead, intellectually disinterested, you know, so I- apparently just unwilling and incapable of do- lifting a finger to prep herself for a hearing on the most important regulation to go before the Supreme Court in any of our lifetimes, at least when it comes to, you know, basic liberty and individual freedoms. Mm-hmm. She was so unwilling to do the basic research. Where did she even get the number? You know, to your point, like, where did that number come from? It doesn't exist. It's never been the case. And so, like, it's not even as though she was instructed to go out and make a message. She knew her job was to promote some fear mongering and try to defend, you know, the the upholding of this rule. But she's pulling numbers out of her ass. Ridiculous yeah. numbers out of her ass. You know what else she said that should be even more scary than that? But people are going to pay less attention to it is when it was pointed out that, as I already detailed, the only case that the Supreme Court has ever decided where it upheld the requirement to vaccinate somebody. And oh, by the way, when that guy wouldn't refuse to get vaccinated, all they did was uphold the $5 penalty. They never forced the guy to get vaccinated. This 1908 Massachusetts case I was talking about. But, you know, one of the one of the attorneys, you know, trying to. Taking the case that, you know, representing the case against the mandate pointed all that out. Her response was, I just don't see the distinction as to why a a state may have such powers and the federal government does. Well, because it's in the Constitution, which your job is to her whole job and enforce her whole job is to understand, know and enforce the Constitution of the United States. And she doesn't understand why. I think she even used the word police power, man. Why the states would have a police power that the feds do not. Mm. It's like she's never read it. It's like she's never read it, dude. If she read it, she clearly didn't understand it. Perhaps English is her second language. I don't know. (laughs) But like that lady is on the Supreme Court. Not for nothing. Although I'm going to grant him, you know, no, she got some... put on there because she was competent and was the best candidate for the job, which we talked because about. Because she was competently a lady and Hispanic. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And Chief Justice, or not Chief Justice, Justice Breyer, who's the, if he's not the longest tenured now, he's the second longest to Thomas. I think he's the longest tenured justice. He's well, well, well into his 80s. And the left is trying like hell, like they tried to do with Ruth Bader Ginsburg to get him to retire so they can replace him with a true leftist. He threw out there, that that Thursday, the day before the Supreme Court hearing, that 750 million positive cases were diagnosed in the United States. Seven, that's, so that's, all 332 million of us took two tests and they were all positive <laughs> in one day. Okay, well, he's again, clearly... He's, he's probably cool. suffering from at least, at least the same level of dementia as the president's, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the truth is, dude. Most people on the right barely batted an eye at that because it's it like when is eh, President's Day? Prior. He's really, really old. Because I heard it was canceled until we find one. <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly, uh, and we can wrap it up with this. 
Justice Gorsuch, who was uh, Trump's first appointee, the one that replaced Scalia, um, who's definitely, I, I'd say, my second or third favorite. Uh, Thomas is the greatest of all time. Uh, Alito um, at least is reliable uh, and can get really pissy uh, against leftists. So I love all that. Um, but Gorsuch is a guy who I see as somewhat of a role model, right? A man who's going to look at the issue, try to see it from both sides, but he's always going to defer to what does the law say? And if the law doesn't say it, we ain't going there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said something like, when does this end, right? If, oh, if we're going to grant OSHA this power to require people to vaccinate, well, isn't it true? And his words were, is like, as, as I understand it, the flu kills hundreds, thousands of people annually. So, you know, where does where do we set the floor? He was looking for what the right calls a limiting principle. Mm-hmm. Are we going to require that a disease that kills maybe hundreds of people annually because it could be contracted at work? And then everybody at work has to get vaccinated. Well, the transcript came out of the hearing and it's read as though he had said it kills hundreds of thousands. The highest death total from influenza in the last, say, decade is like, a, I think, 2009 or two decades, maybe. I think in like 2000, no, it was maybe 18. Sometime not too long ago, there was like 70 or 80,000, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot. Um, still makes his point, but he didn't say, I've heard the audio. He clearly said hundreds, I believe, hundreds, thousands annually. They transcribed it hundreds of thousands, and so the left tried to retort to the criticism of Sotomayor by saying, well, 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 Gorsuch is just dismissing it, trying to pretend like the flu kills as many hundreds of thousands. <laughs> the Supreme Court's uh, court reporters changed since Friday's hearing as of yesterday. They changed the transcripts to add a comma to make it clear that he said hundreds, comma, thousands of people annually. So like even Not within the Supreme Court, thousands, there's right. no covering for Sotomayor's whoppers because it's clear what she said, but with Gorsuch, they had to go back and be like, because they had muddied the water with a fault, you know, kind of a, just not a very tight. The transcript did not convey his intent, but they went back and fixed it. Right. So that's a good sign. Cause I think I claimed back in January of last year that if we have any of hope, any hope of staving off a socialist revolution in this country, that's assuming we haven't already undergone one and we didn't know it. Uh, it'll be the Supreme court that saves the, the Republic for another 20 years another generation um this case is the bellwether for that as far as i can tell so yeah no no doubt about it thank you for justice sotomayor for showing the world your your ignorance i mean sheer utter that's really what that is she's ignorant she's completely ignorant to the facts about a massive and crucial important case that she knew was coming for six do do you think that that at its core is part of the problem with this country is that because of um, equity, we have so many incompetent people in jobs that they're not qualified to do. It's one of the many problems. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when you, I mean, this they, is the they, Supreme they, Court this, of the United this States. Is, this is now in 40, business, 50, 60 in years government, old. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. positions of leadership. And like, getting in college admittance, right? Like, all, all across the country, especially among the most elite universities, you know, they, equity, hi, they, equity, they hire based on equity. They admit based on equity, right? Yeah. Everything. If you're a straight white male, not to, I'm not crying. Okay. 
that nobody on nobody that listens to our show is going to challenge what I'm saying. I'm thinking about maybe one day in the future when we become really, really important and people start trying to use our words against us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, we've never made a dollar off. We actually have lost money buck. putting this show on the air. So yeah. anyway. That being said, if there's anybody listening who wants to kick us a bone or two, we're we're open for business. Uh, with the caveat if we don't have any way to facilitate that yet. So at a minimum, just, uh, just leave us a rating and review. <laughs> rating and yeah, review. Yeah, we'll, we'll settle for a review. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, dude, it, it's a microcosm on a lot of levels. It's a it definitely shows what happens when you hire somebody simply based on immutable characteristics like their race or their gender, rather than their competency. That's first and foremost, no doubt about it. And that's a huge problem all across the country, right? Chris Rock had a bit about this in the early 2000s in one of his most, like, probably his most popular stand-up special of all time. The one where he's wearing the shiny suit. Yeah. And he's like, listen, he talks about affirmative action. He's like, listen, if the other guy is better, better educated, better grades, da 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 hey, you know, then give him the job. But if it's a tie, fuck him. He's like, he's like, y'all had a 400 year head start, motherfuckers. I'm okay with that. Honestly, dude, if you're going to tell me that my application for college or a job is virtually identical to a, you know, a a transgender, you know, you know, African Asian person, whatever, somebody with all of the boxes checked, but you know, other than our skin color and our gender identity, everything else is the same. And you say, we're trying to diverse the place up a little bit. So we're going to go with the, you know, gender non-conforming. Fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. The problem arises. I mean, if that's a tiebreaker, that's one thing. And that was the joke Rock was making, right? But if you're saying that you're going to put somebody dumber, less intellectually interested, less intellectually honest on the Supreme Court of the United States, simply because she's a Latina or as NPR would call her a Latinx then this is what you get, right? The Cubans then, don't like then, that. <laughs> no Hispanics like that. <laughs> None of them. 2%, according to a recent poll. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, that, I mean, we got, that, that's what we got. Um, but, but it's also a microcosm of just the idea that, you know, I pointed this out on our Instagram page when I posted about it. Bill Maher unveiled to the world this summer that a poll, I think, done by Rasmussen or Gallup or whichever one, one of the big, big polling groups that everybody's heard of, showed that 40% of self-identified Democrats thought you had a 50% chance of going to the hospital if you catch COVID. So almost half of all the Democrats polled thought you had a coin flip's chance of going to the hospital when the truth is, as he pointed out on the show, the actual rate of hospitalization is somewhere between 1% and 5%. And even the idea not to get totally sidetracked that you could, you know, this is the same as saying, Oh, you have a, a 0.2% chance of dying from it. No. If you're 35 years old and healthy, you have a 0.0000000002% chance of dying from it. That those statistics are all based on the entire population. But as we've detailed ad nauseum, half of everybody that's going to die from this is going to be over 78 years old. So if you're not taking into account the age and comorbidity dynamics, those statistics are useless, but let's just say that they're fine. One to 5% chance of going to the hospital, not a 50% chance of going to the hospital. The fact that a U.S. Supreme Court justice on 9th, 8th, 7th, I think it was, oh, was it January 6th? was the day after. No, it was January 7th. On January 7th of 2022, could think that 100,000 kids were in the hospital as she spoke because of this virus 
and that many of them are ventilated just goes to show how badly the left media in this country has misled people who are willing to be misled. I would like to in the grip of the mass formation. Justice Sotomayor, this question, and this stems from, I think it's like, maybe it's something that Crowder has done, but where they just walk up to people on the street and say, hey, um, out of curiosity, how many unarmed minorities do you think were killed by police this year? And dude, the answers are like 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. 3,000. Yeah. The majority of Democrat states in the thousands. Yeah. Thousand. And what was it yeah. like 11 or something last year? I think like 19. 19. Yep. Okay. I, I, she probably doesn't have any clue about that either. Just completely oblivious to what's going on. Uh, dude, I, I don't, I don't. That'd be great. I, I wish someone I'm would just, you, man, ask I don't, I don't think she knows anything. Goodness I don't gracious, think she knows what an anything. idiot. If a Supreme Court justice of the United States of America had to ask the question, why do states have police powers that the federal government doesn't? That woman doesn't know anything. Do the other eight of them look at her like, what did you just say? They had to have literally been just gobsmacked by that. Stunned that that came out of her mouth. All of that. All of it. I, last thing I'm going to say, and then we got to get, you know, when, when you're reading about this or listening to stuff about this, man, take special note of whether the outlet you're looking at uses the phrase from versus with when citing these statistics, because even the, you know, to their credit, PolitiFact gave her four Pinocchios. I put that on our Instagram, right? But I think even in that article, but certainly some of the others I've seen from like CNN and some of the other leftist sites that are trying to like, they can't pretend like it didn't happen. So they're acknowledging it, right? But some of them are trying to say the real number is like 83,000 and that's all time. She said 100,000 right now, but maybe she meant all time. My point being, you know what you're dealing with if they don't include the caveat when they cite these big ass numbers like 825,000 deaths that even the CDC's website makes it abundantly clear that's involving COVID, not from COVID, that 83,000 kids have been hospitalized since day one with COVID, not from COVID. If you're not seeing that very subtle distinction, and I saw it just yesterday, articles that say from, from, from repeatedly on all these statistics, it's one of two things, complete ignorance on behalf of the journalist or, you know, deliberately deceptive Pushing the narrative, yeah. narrative, right? All right. Well, that is going to do it for episode 61 of justified pursuit y'all leave us a review for chisholm cook i'm cable smith and we will see you guys next week the roger maris episode once i was